God is good, yeah? God is really, really good all the time, yeah. He is good all the time, even though it doesn't always look like it or our our circumstances don't always seem like it. God is good all the time. Yeah, his nature doesn't change because stuff in our world is going on. His goodness doesn't change because we're having an ordinary week. Amen. I'm going to share on living by faith this morning. And we have been talking about living by faith, but I actually believe that God is still teaching us how to do that and that God is still showing us how to be a people that live by faith and that God is still growing us into being a people that just step out in faith, yeah? Because God's called all of us to step out in faith and step out in faith and step out in faith. So God wants to just continue to speak into our hearts about that this morning. Amen? Because as Christians, we're actually called to live by faith. Did you know that? As Christians, we're actually called to live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Do you know we're actually, we walk by faith, not by sight. And we are called to be a people that walk by faith. Do you know that means that we don't always walk according to our circumstances? Do you know that means we actually don't always walk according to what we can see with our physical eyes, but our spiritual eyes, yeah? So how do we do that? How do we actually do that? How do we live that out? How do we live out day to day walking by faith? Especially when we live in a world where we're surrounded by challenges, we're surrounded by sometimes heartache and loss, where things always don't always go our way, when sometimes things don't look the way you expected them to look. How do we actually do that? How do we be a people that live by faith when stuff looks ordinary? How do we be a people that live by faith when everything is going wrong in our world? Because it's easy to live by faith and it's beautiful, isn't it? It's easy to walk by faith when everything is going exactly the way I want it to this week. But how do you live by faith when it's not going the way that you thought it was going to go or the way that you wanted it to go at all? It's a good question, don't you think? How do we actually rise above the circumstances of our life? How do we actually rise above the things that are happening in our world and walk by faith? How do we not let the circumstances of our lives actually determine the condition of our faith? How do we not let the circumstances of our lives determine the condition of our heart and the walk that we're walking with the Lord? Because I think sometimes we actually live by sight and not by faith, yeah? I think sometimes we actually live according to the stuff that's going on in our world, according to the challenges that we're facing, according to the brokenness that's been inflicted upon us, according to what's going on, rather than living by faith, yeah? Rather than living by what God wants to do in our lives and in our world, yeah? I think we can actually live according to what has and is happening to us rather than what God wants to do in us and through us. I'm going to say that again. I think that we can live according to what is happening to us 
rather than God, what God wants to do in us and through us. Yeah? Okay? And it's easy, isn't it? It's really easy to live by your circumstances. It's really easy to live according to the stuff that's going on in your world because life's challenging. We can experience phenomenal heartache. We can walk through pain like we never thought we were going to walk through pain. Stuff can happen in our world that is totally overwhelming. And it can be really easy to fix our eyes on that stuff rather than to fix our eyes on God. It can be really easy to fix our eyes on the stuff that's happening to us rather than what God wants to do through us, yeah? When I, um, when I was trying to get pregnant before I had my amazing boys, Samuel and Nathan, all I could focus on was getting pregnant. All I could think about was getting pregnant. All that I spent my time, you know, meditating on was getting pregnant. My focus was not on God. My focus was not on what God wanted to do in me and through me. My whole focus became on trying to have a baby, Yeah. When I've um, experienced losses in relationships, sometimes my focus has been on the pain. Sometimes my focus has been on the heartache. Sometimes my focus has been on how completely terrible this feels and how I don't want to be feeling like this at all. In fact, this is not a place that I want to be in. This is not an emotion I want to be feeling. This is not where I thought I was going to end up. This is not what I wanted from that relationship. You know? And my focus has become on that stuff rather than what God wants to do in me and through me. So I get it. I get it. I'm not here to condemn everyone. I'm not here to have a go at everyone. I actually get what it's like to be in a really painful place. I have sat in painful places. I have sat in really hurting places. I have sat in really broken places. I actually know how tough it can be. But you know what? God has showed me a better way. God has actually showed me a great way. So I want to share that with you this morning. Because the truth is that we're actually called to live by faith. We're actually called to live by faith and not by sight. So Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So faith is not just about what you can see with your physical eyes, faith is not just about the stuff that is sitting right in front of you. It's actually about a belief and a confidence and a trust in Almighty God. Faith is actually believing stuff before it happens, yeah? Faith is actually trusting God to come through and to bring the things to pass that He has laid upon your heart. Hebrews 10, 38 says, but my righteous one shall live by faith. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The not life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So how did they do that? 
How do these men and women in the Bible, how do they actually live by faith? How do they keep trusting God? How do they keep believing God? How do they keep surrendering their lives to God when stuff was going on in their world? The Apostle Paul, he's amazing. Do you know the stuff that that guy went through? So how did he keep living by faith? How did he keep believing God? How did he keep trusting God in the midst of his stuff, in the midst of his turmoil, in the midst of his heartache, in the midst of chaotic things happening to him? How did he keep that faith? How did he keep trusting God? Can I share with you something? If anyone could have given up, I reckon the Apostle Paul would have been justified. I would have said, you know what? You can give up, buddy, because you've had a rough. I mean, you have experienced more than I will probably experience in my entire life. You have been through pain, through loss, through persecution. If anyone was entitled to give up, it was probably him. But you know what? He didn't because he was a man that lived by faith and not by sight. Let me share with you just a couple of the things that he went through. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23. I cannot remember how many times I have been whipped. Many times I have been in danger of death. Five different times the Jews whipped me across my back 39 times. Three times they beat me with sticks. One time they threw stones at me. Three times I was on ships that were wrecked. I have spent a day and a night in the water. I have made many hard trips. I have been in danger from high waters on rivers. I have been in danger from robbers. I have been in danger from the Jews. Wow. I have been in danger from people who do not know God. I have been in danger in cities and in the desert. I have been in danger on the sea. I have been in danger among people who say they belong to Christ but do not. I have worked hard and have been tired and have had pain. I have gone many times without sleep. I have been hungry and thirsty I have gone without food and clothes. I have been out in the cold. More than all these things that have happened to my body, the care of all the churches is heavy on me. When someone is weak, I feel weak also. When someone is led to sin, I have a strong desire to help him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Does that kind of put a few of your challenges in perspective? (laughs) He's amazing. He was amazing. Can you believe that after some of that stuff happened that he kept believing? Can you believe that after he got whipped, he actually kept having faith? Can you believe that after he got shipwrecked, he still continued to trust God? Can you believe when he was almost at the point of death, he still totally trusted in God and he continued to have faith and he continued to have faith and he continued to have faith? If anyone was entitled to give up, 
It should be him, yeah. But he kept trusting and he kept trusting and he kept trusting his God. He kept living by faith, not by sight. Because let me tell you, if you're living in a place like that, you can't live by sight. If there's stuff like that that's going on in your world, you cannot live according to what you see, yeah. Not with your natural eyes anyway. You need to be living with spiritual eyes. So my question is, What's your struggle today? What are you facing? What's your greatest struggle that you're facing in your life today? What's the thing that's sitting right in front of you? What's that thing that it would be so easy for it to take your attention, to take your focus? Think about it. I want you to think about it. What's the greatest challenge that you're facing in your life today? <clears throat> and then my next question is, what's God's promise for it? What does God say about the thing that you're facing in your life? What's God's word for the greatest challenge that's facing your life right now? What's his truth? What's his promise? What has God got to say about where you are right now? And if you don't have a word for what you're facing right now, get a word. Pick up the Bible and read it and read it and read it and read it, and then read it some more, and read it some more, and read it some more, and get God's promise for where you are right now. Get God's word for where you are right now. Don't see it through your eyes. Don't see it through what's going on. Don't see it through how you're feeling. See it through God's eyes, because we live by faith, not by sight, yeah? Paul was amazing, seriously amazing. So I reckon he knew what it was like to walk by faith. I actually think that he could kind of have some really cool wisdom on teaching us how to live by faith. You can pick up the Bible and he wrote Hebrews. Hebrews is an amazing, amazing testimony of what it is to live by faith. So Paul wrote that. So I guess you can take it that he knows what he's talking about. He actually knows what it is to persevere. He actually knows what it is to live by faith. He actually knows what it is to trust God above and beyond what's going on in his word. So when you go home this week, my challenge is read Hebrews 11. Do you know what? Read it every day. Read Hebrews chapter 11 and read it every day. Read it every day. Read it every day. And see what men see how men and women in the Bible actually lived by faith when everything that was happening to them was contrary to what God had for their lives. Yeah? I'm not gonna read it now because it's really long. 
But Hebrews 11 is all about men and women that trusted God. It's about men and women that actually put their faith in God. They trusted God above their circumstances. They trusted God above what they saw. They trusted God above what was happening in their world. They actually took giant leaps of faith. God spoke and they took a step of faith. God said, go here and they went there. God said, do this and they did that. They took giant steps of faith and they lived by faith and they saw the extraordinary happen. Yeah? Amen. So... Go home and read it, yeah? Go home and read it because it's all about people trusting God. And I really believe that God is calling us and that God is saying to us, trust me. Trust me. Trust me with your future. Trust me with where you're at right now. Trust me in what you're walking through. Trust me in how you're feeling right now. Trust me in the challenges you're facing. Just like God called the men and women in the Bible to live by faith, he's actually calling us to put our faith in him, to put our future in his, in his hands, to put our life in his hands, to put our hopes, our dreams, our, our brokenness, our pain, the desires of our heart. God is calling us to put all of that into his hands. Do you know why? Because faith knows, faith knows where you are right now is not the destination God has for you. Yeah? Faith knows that where you are right now, that what you're walking through right now is not the destination God has for your life. Yeah? Faith doesn't give up when things get tough. Faith does not get intimidated because something we're facing in our world seems too big for us. Faith believes God. Faith trusts God. Faith actually knows that God has a bigger and a better and a more extraordinary plan than what you're experiencing right now. Yeah? Faith believes what God's promised. Faith believes what God says about what you're walking through right now. Even when everything around us contradicts what God says, yeah? Faith claims the word of God. So whatever your challenge is, grab that promise. Faith trusts God, not our circumstances, yeah? Can I say that again? Faith trusts God, not our circumstances. Yeah? Hebrews 11 verse 8. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. Let me read that again. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations, the city designed and built by God. Abraham stepped down in faith. Abraham lived by faith. 
when he left his home, when he left the place he grew up in, when he left his family members, where he left people that he loved, he was taking a giant leap of faith. When he left what was comfortable, when he left what he knew, he was taking an extraordinary leap of faith. And he had no idea where he was going. God just asked him to take the first step. God just asked him to take the first step. He didn't even know where he was going. Can you imagine that would be frightening? Can you imagine that would be scary? Can you imagine thinking, where is this leading? Where is God taking me? But God just asked him to take the first step. Because faith involves stepping out. Faith involves trusting God in a big way, even when you don't know exactly where it's going to take you. Yeah? Faith is saying yes when you hear God calling. And for some of us, God is asking us to take that first step. For some of us, God's asking you to take the next step. And the next step. And the next step. And for all of us, there'll be different steps. For some of us, it's trusting someone. For some of us, a step is being transparent about where we're at in our lives, you know. For some of us, it's giving of ourselves. That next step is actually giving of yourself. It can be stepping out of your comfort zone. It's like a giant step of faith, isn't it? Stepping way out of our comfort zone. Maybe the step is surrendering something to him or doing something crazy and radical that God's called you to. See, the great thing about God is when you take the first step, then he shows you the next step. It's kind of really cool. God says, take this step or God says, do this. And you know what happens when you're obedient and you take the step? God actually shows you the next step. And when you take the next step, he shows you the one after that. And when you take the next step, he shows you the one after that. God doesn't leave us hanging. He'll actually reveal the next step when you take the first step, yeah? And you don't have to have it all figured out. I actually love that. We don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to know exactly where we're going to end up. We don't have to know exactly how it's all going to work out. All we need to do is hear God and take the first step. And then he will reveal this next step. Abraham left and he didn't know where he was going. Abraham left his country. He left his comfort zone. He left family. He left what he knew and he didn't know where he was going. He just knew that God said, take the step. Take this step. So Abraham did that. Yeah? We don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have all the answers. We just need to hear God's voice and be obedient because God's got a plan. God has an extraordinary plan for your life. God has an extraordinary plan for your family's life. He has a better one that you can orchestrate. He has a better one than you can knit together. He has a better one that you can manufacture. God has the best. So if God's saying, take this step, it's to bring about the best. If God's saying, go here, it's for the best. If God's saying, do this, it's for the best because God has the best plan for your life. Amen? Amen. Genesis 12 verse 1 says, God told Abraham, leave your country, your family and your father's home 
for a land that I will show you. Yeah? He had no idea where he was going. He just heard the voice of God and obeyed. Do you think Abraham was scared? Do you think he felt scared? I reckon he was petrified. I think that he would have thought, where am I going? What am I doing? Where is God going to take me? How is all this going to turn out? Is everything going to be okay? He would have been packing his dacks. I'm telling you, he would have been so scared. But he just took a giant leap of faith. He heard the voice of God and he stepped out. And the beauty is that as we step, God goes with you. As you step, he's with you all the way. In fact, he goes before you. He prepares the way. He prepares your future. He prepares your promise. He prepares the things that he wants to bring to pass in your life. And then he steps into it with you. Then he walks every step with you. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So you step out, he's there. You take the next step, he's right there with you. That You take the next step, he's still with you. Every step you take, he's with you. Every leap of faith you take, he's with you. How can we possibly go wrong when God's with us? How can it turn out badly when he's with us all the way? It can only be good, yeah? It can only be good. When we first moved here, we didn't know how it was going to all work out. We didn't see the 20-year plan. God just said, go to Mount Clear. So we said, okay, God. Let's go to Mount Clear. He stirred up dreams. He stirred us up in our spirit. He gave us a longing to be here. He gave us dreams for the future. But you know what? I didn't see the next 20 years. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know how all that was going to turn out. And we're five years in. And you know what? It's pretty extraordinary. But daily, I have got to step out in faith. Daily, we take a leap of faith. Daily, we live by faith and not by sight. If I lived according to what I saw, I would be in the pit. If I lived according to the stuff that goes on in my world, I would be destroyed. Yeah, I would be, I don't know, not in a great place. But, you know, praise God that he actually enables us to live by faith. Praise God that we don't have to live by sight or live by what we see, but we live by the promises of God. We live by the Word of God. We live by what God says about us, not what other people say about us, yeah? Amen. Come on. God is awesome. He's like so awesome. And I don't know everything that he has for Ballarat, but I know it's big. I don't know everything he's going to do here, but I know it's extraordinary. I know it's life-changing. I know it's world-changing. I know it's hope for so many hurting, broken people. And you know what? God has called us. God has called you. You know what? It's not all about me. This is not the Andrew and Melanie show. God has called every single one of us to be who he's called us to be. He has called every one of us to step out in faith. He has called every one of us to live by faith. And together, that's extraordinary. When we're all walking by faith, when we're all stepping out in faith, when we're all hearing the voice of God and taking that leap, that's extraordinary. That's a city that's changed. That's a nation that is shaking for Jesus when we can all live in that place. And that's what God sees. 
And that's what God believes. Amen? We just need to take the next step. Is it scary? Yes. Are there times you feel like giving up? Yes. Is it sometimes painful? Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? We live by faith, not by sight. Faith trusts God. Faith believes God. Hebrews 11, verses 11 to 12. By faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant. Old woman as she was at the time. Because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That's how it happened. From one man's dead and shriveled loins. <laughs> there are now people numbering into the millions. Isn't that extraordinary? So an old woman as she was at the time believed the one who made a promise would do what he said, yeah? Sarah had faith. Sarah was expecting God to do something. Sarah was eagerly anticipating God doing something extraordinary in her life. She did not allow her current circumstances. She did not allow where she was at, which, by the way, was old and barren. I think that was Abraham was shriveled. <laughs> well, both like 90-something. So that her circumstances were old and barren. That's pretty depressing, isn't it? Old and barren. But she actually didn't let her circumstances affect the promise of God. She didn't allow what she could see with her physical eyes to affect the faith and the trust that she had in God. She did not allow her now to determine her tomorrow. She did not allow her now to affect her faith. Amen? And sometimes, just occasionally, we can allow our nows to dictate the condition of our faith. Sarah didn't have it all worked out. She wasn't waiting for the perfect conditions. She wasn't waiting to have all of her life together. She wasn't waiting to be in a perfect place. She just trusted God. She just trusted God to do what he said he would do. She put her hope in her unseen God and saw the miraculous. Yeah? And she didn't trust God once she got pregnant. She didn't trust God once she was holding the baby. She didn't trust, she actually trusted God in her barrenness. She actually totally, 100% trusted God in her barrenness. See, faith is trusting God when every circumstance around you says not to. And I say that again. Faith is trusting God when every circumstance around you says not to. Faith is trusting God when everything you can see right now. Let me say that again. Faith is trusting God even when everything you can see right now is totally the opposite to what he's promised for you. Yeah? That's faith. 
or else it's not really faith, is it? <laughs> or else it's not really faith. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says that God has given you a measure of faith. Yeah? God has given you a measure of faith. So God's actually given you the faith that you need to be everything he's called you to be. God has actually given you the measure of faith that you require to live out your God-given destiny. You've already got it, yeah? He's the author and perfecter of our faith. So God has given you your faith. He has put it deep on the inside of you. He has created it. He has made it and he has put it in you. So where, whatever he's called you to do, you've got the faith for it. Whoever he's called you to be, you've got the faith for it. God has given you the measure you require to be everything that he's called you to be. So now you have the faith, we just have to exercise it. Now we have the faith, you just have to take a leap of faith. Just need to take a step of faith, yeah? It's actually time to stand, it really is. It is time to stand in faith. It's time to stand in his promises. It's time to stand in his world, in his word, and not allow the stuff that's going on around us to dictate our faith journey. Because you're on a faith journey. You're actually on a faith journey. You're not on a natural journey. You're on a supernatural journey. You're on a faith journey with the Lord. Yeah? And God has the best possible faith journey. Let's not let the enemy have a field day. Let's not let him fill our minds and our heads with rubbish that isn't from God, okay? Stop letting him convince you that you have no faith because you have the exact amount of faith that you need to be everything he's called you to be. You've got it. You don't fall short. You're not lacking anything. God didn't miss something when he knit you together. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing disastrous about you. Everything you need, you've got. Everything you need to be the best you, you've got. Yeah? Don't let him convince you otherwise. Don't tell him. Don't let him tell you you fall short. Don't let him tell you you don't meet the mark. Don't let him tell you that the way things look right now, it's not just going to work out. Live by faith. Exercise that faith that God's put in you because God believes in you. God stands with you. God walks with you. He's with you 100%. Yeah? And he needs an army of believers. He needs an army of faith-filled believers. Faith-filled believers that will step out in faith and step out in faith and step out in faith and step out in faith. That's what God needs. That's what changes a nation. That's what changes people's lives, yeah? People that step out in faith. My day looks terrible, but I'm stepping out in faith. I feel like garbage, but I am stepping out in faith. I just had the biggest fight with my husband, but I'm stepping out in faith. My kids are driving me insane, but I'm stepping out in faith. That person just broke my heart, and I'm stepping out in faith. That's what God needs. That's what God is calling us to be. The enemy can just, he's under our feet, yeah? 
is under our feet. We are people that live by faith. You know, faith says trust God. Faith says trust God. Faith doesn't look at circumstances, okay? Faith looks to God. So when life's ordinary, look to God. When life's amazing, look to God. When life's challenging, look to God. When life's brilliant, rejoice with God. When your life's falling apart, look to God. When life's really hard, look to God. When you feel like giving up, look to God. Look to God. Look to God. Look to God. Don't look at what's seen. Don't let the scene discourage you. Don't let the scene rip you off from your destiny. Don't let the scene tell you it's not going to happen because it is going to happen. You're going to be everything God's called you to be and more. Amen. Hebrews 12, I'm nearly finished. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, yeah, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I use this scripture all the time. People are probably really sick of hearing it. But do you know why I share it? Because it's the answer. Do you know why I share it? Because it's actually the answer. I don't have it all worked out. I don't have the perfect life. All I know is I have to fix my eyes on God. And I've got to fix my eyes on God. And I've got to fix my eyes on God. And I've got to fix my eyes on God. I can't fix my eyes on anything else. I just have to fix my eyes on Him, yeah? Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. That means he gave you faith, he made it, he created it and he placed it on the inside of you. He gave you your faith, it's yours. But you know what? He's going to grow it and multiply it and perfect it because that's what God is in the business of doing. Do you know how our faith gets perfected? How does our faith get perfected? We look to him. We look to him. We look to him. Do you know how your faith grows? You look to him and you look to him and you look to him. Whatever's going on, you look to him. However life is, you look to him. However your world is looking, you look to him. However you're feeling, you look to him. You look to him and look to him. Not when it's convenient, not when life is going well, not when you're in the mood or just because you feel like it, but all the time, yeah? Not just when you can fit God into your life, okay? Spend time with him. Spend as much time as you possibly can with him. Miss your favourite TV show, okay? Miss your favourite TV show. Get up early in the morning. I'm telling you, you might sleep less, but your spirit is so on fire that anything that you're missing in the physical, he is just going to pour in the supernatural. You could sleep an hour or two less, but you're going to feel better. You're going to do better. You're going to walk better. You're going to talk better. What you give up, he will give you so much more for. Whatever you sacrifice, he will bring. 
Yeah, come on. He's so good. Our number one priority. Number one priority is to fix our eyes on him. Our number one priority is to fix our eyes on him. Because if your eyes are fixed on him, you're a better partner. You're a better parent. You're a better friend. You're a better answer for thousands of broken and hurting people. In fact, the only way that you're going to be the answer is if you fix your eyes on him. The only way that you're going to bring an answer is if you fix your eyes on him or else you're going to look just like them and feel just like them and not be everything God's called you to be, okay? Fix our eyes on him. Start your day with him. Travel through, the, travel through the day with him. Finish your day with him. Just make him a part of everything. Let him be involved in everything. Constantly be chatting with him. Constantly be worship with him. When you spend time with people, ask him what he wants to say to them, how he wants to love them, how he wants to encourage them. Just continually make him a part of everything. And if you fix your eyes on him, he'll grow your faith. He'll conquer your mountains. He'll multiply your faith. He'll do the impossible. He'll actually enable you to be a person that lives by faith. He'll actually enable you to be a person that walks by faith. Because that's what happens when our eyes are fixed on him. You're going to be stepping out in faith, living by faith, seeing with spiritual eyes and not physical ones. Amen? Amen. So we're just going to pray. Why don't we all close our eyes? We just totally and completely and wholeheartedly love you, God. We thank you that, um, that you are everything that we need in every circumstance. I thank you that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what we're walking through, no matter what is going on in our world, you are the answer, God. And we thank you that we've been called to live by faith, to walk by faith, God. And we just proclaim today that we would not be a people that see with our natural eyes only, but we would see with spiritual eyes, that we would walk by faith, that we would take leaps of faith, God, that we would step out and be all that you've called us to be. If our eyes have got fixed, on the junk, Lord, if our eyes have got fixed on the stuff going on in our world, if our eyes have been fixed on the challenges, today we just reset our eyes. We just refocus our eyes. We refocus our heart and we just completely set our eyes and our heart and all that we are on you. We set our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I thank you that every plan that you have for us is good. Every purpose that you have for us is good. I thank you that faith says where we are right now is not the end destination. I thank you that the destination is great, but the journey is great when our eyes are fixed on you. So we just stand as people of faith and we walk as people of faith and we live as people of faith. 
faith. I thank you that we're just walking into the people that you've called us to be. I thank you that we're raising up to be the people that you've called us to be. I thank you that we are just taking a stand, God, as men and women of God, as warriors for your kingdom, God. And I thank you that this is a faith-filled house, God. This is a faith-filled church. This is a church full of people that walk by faith, that live by faith and talk by faith. I thank you that you've given us the faith that we need to be all that we're called to be. So we just choose today, God, to exercise that faith and walk in that faith. You're a great God, totally holy, completely worthy. We adore you. We love you, God. We thank you that you are everything and more. And as your children, God, as your men and women, as people of faith, we just say that we love you and amen. Amen. Have a great day. Keep living by faith.